Bristol Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Welcome to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars. And for those of you that are not tuned in right now on YouTube, this is the beginning. Can you say it that way with me, folks? This is the beginning. Those of you that are watching on YouTube, welcome. Now you get to see my lovely face on a weekly basis. That's my plan. That's my goal. But this is ground zero. Everything in life has to start somewhere correct so i figured no way better to do this than to show you what we're going to start with and as you see that back painted wall and some trophies and there's stuff laying on the floor this is ground zero it's my first time going through the process I want to see how this is going to work. I want to be able to start and know where I'm going because we all need to know where we're going. And as you see, I'm trying to move cameras around because my facial expression as I'm looking down and looking up and it's fun, right? Like at least when I'm doing flow, the guy's standing right in front of me and he's got a camera pointed at me with a little red light and I can look right at it. And I'm trying to do the same thing right now. But welcome again. Thank you. It's hard to believe we're this is 2023. We established Racers and Rental Cars, Cameron Frey and myself in 2018. What a ride, right? As this is April 12th. For those of you that have been along for this ride, this is one of those weeks where I had to do a show. Had to. Um, thank you for all of those that tuned in during Easter and sent messages while you were traveling. I did get them. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, as I spent some time with my family in North Carolina, much needed time, a uh, reset, if you will especially going into this week, right? It's only 12 days into April as I'm recording and April will forever go down as being one of the most brutal months, if you will, in my list of lows in life. Uh, as when this drops, or you may see it on YouTube, Friday will be the anniversary of my late wife, Diane, passing away two years ago. And those of you that have tugged along throughout the journey now, if you want to, you know, kind of wrap your head around the fact that it's been five years, right? We battled cancer and then she passed away. And as I sit back and realize that I kind of lost a little bit of energy and, and, the direction, if you will, of racers and rental cars. And it was tough, right? And so to do to not do the show this week was just not one of those situations where I go, it's okay. Everybody will understand. Well, and that may be. 
I think the biggest thing is, is that I needed to do the show. I wanted to do the show. Life is tough. We talk, we have talked for years. We talk about it all the time and other podcasts talk about it, right? Motorsports marketing, marketing in general, sponsorships, racing, all of that stuff is tough. Not as tough as losing your loved ones, right? Like you, you want to know why that's, it sways back and forth is because you jump, you, you can't, you can't do anything about it. They're gone. Right. You 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 legitimately take a dustpan and a broom and you sweep up your emotions and your heart and your memories and you put it in a bucket or you put it in a bag and you take it with you and you put it back together. And it's going to be fragmented and have cracks in it and held together with, you know, uh, Dan Northrop's ISC duct tape, you know, 100 mile an hour tape wrapped all around it. And you take some tub of towels and you wipe the dirt off of it, try to clean up some of the blood and, and get the gravel off of it. And you try to put it back together until the next time that it's smashed apart again. And then you'll do it again, right? And like they they tell you that that's the definition of being resilient. She huh. is. I think my definition is uh I, I've got to have a master's degree in resiliency at this point in, in my life. And anybody that wants to to have a conversation and needs somebody to be a sounding board for, send me that email send me a social media message and and we'll talk if you need if you need an ear to listen to you but that being said it is a week that i needed to do this podcast so stick with me as ground floor right like i just got done talking about you put your heart back together you pick all the pieces up here it is right now in front of you you can laugh joke i mean i will take all the comments because i want to hear them I know the first one will be, what color are we going to paint that? That is coming. I promise you, this will look completely different and you'll see it go in stages as we get set up to have a racers and rental cars, YouTube podcast. You're going to see it. What will, what will go on? And, and again, this is the ground floor. We're starting right here. Square one, April 12th, 2023. You're here for it, first and foremost. That being said, let's get after what we're going to talk about this week on Racers and Rental Cars Podcast. All right. We've talked about the switch to YouTube that I'm going to start doing this. And if you've been paying attention, right, we talked about it a few weeks ago. I kind of gave you a heads up. A lot's going on. I mean, meta is changing algorithms, TikTok, you know, depends upon who you want to listen to allegedly coming in the near future is the TikTok ban in the United States. Very interested to see how that's going to play out, but yes, we're switching to YouTube. Hang out with us. If you're not listening on audio and you're hanging out with us on YouTube, thank you very much. Very, very much. If you're still listening in on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, and I know there's like 10 others that I'm forgetting. 
Thank you as well for sticking with us. Please tell your friends. All right. Rate, review, subscribe, follow, get notified. And, and send me what it is that you want to listen. What are you talking about? What are you going, man, wonder why they're doing that? Because we're going to talk a lot about why some things are going on over this past awesome Easter weekend of sporting events. Lots of marketing that went on, lots of PR, lots of things that made you go, hmm, all right, okay. NHRA, it was an off week for the guys except for J.R. Todd's team. Golly, if you're following along on social media, man, the Easter Bunny could have brought the Kalita Motorsports team some more hours in the day. I'm totally stoked this weekend. It's Las Vegas, the four wides in Vegas. Would it not be the cherry on the top to see J.R. Todd and his team roll into Las Vegas Motor Speedway and Crack them. Just crack them. Just crack them. That would be awesome. Hit the strip, JR, and the team. Totally pulling right now. If you're an NHRA fan, if you're an NHRA racer, doesn't matter what level you compete at, if you're not pulling for JR Todd's team and that whole Kalita organization after what they went through, I got nothing for you. I don't know what to say. But, I mean, J.R. Todd, go, guys, go. Chad Head, whole entire organization over there. Oberhofer, I mean, you know you know the bounty hunters giving them everything they possibly can. The social media has been awesome to follow along. So, good luck to J.R. And that means also this week kicks off. They've got drag racing, Cecil County. We got stuff going on at Indy. We got stuff going on down South and Rockingham. There's racing going on and it is kicking off hot and heavy. And I am excited to have a lot of drag racing to look into. The flings just wrapped up out there on the West coast at Las Vegas. Congratulations to Peter Biondo and his entire staff. If you cannot take a moment and think about what Peter and Kyle Seipel have built uh late Kyle Cycle. I know he had to be looking down, smiling ear to ear on the team out there in Vegas this past weekend. Wanted to give a quick shout out, missed it a week ago based on when we recorded. If you know me and you followed along, you know that when we won Bowling Green a couple years ago, it was after a mad thrash that the Oakley engine performance shop put together for us well the tip of that spear was jay oakley philip's son and young jay oakley has become one of the most attention to detail in building engines in his young age in a lot of decades to go that that kid is going to make an impact well jay oakley is not only a badass engine builder with his dad philip but he also can wheel a race car. Congratulations to Jay Oakley on winning the Jag Super Quick a couple of weeks ago over in St. Louis at the old Worldwide Technology Raceway. And I cannot wait. Yes, the clock's ticking. We know. We know. I know. NHRA Division Three is kicking off in a few weeks. We will not have the Camaro there yet. It's not quite ready. Can't bring it out until it's... Perfect, because we are going to be in the stepping on necks and crack, 
cash and checks program in 2023 at some point going to come out swinging, but again, got to give a shout out Jay Oakley. Congratulations on winning Jags super quick over in St. Louis. When you start to think about the NHRA right now in, in the motivation, right? The momentum that seemed to be going on. The TV ratings are up, you know, I mean, Vegas was talking about already in some of the Twitter comments that I saw that it's going to be a sellout already. The weather looks awesome. Okay. I mean, there's just, I, I don't know what it, I, I'd love to hear, right. Other than just getting the paint roller out and going, well, if this is what it is, but we have had such momentum in 2023 when it comes to drag racing u.s street nationals in Brandon, world series of pro mod the lights out radio races we got bracket races that are stacked tyler crossno and his team at vmp you've got galat pdra kicking off nmca nmra i mean the the list goes on and on with these car counts and i'm trying to figure out what's going on what happened? What I mean, did we all just decide that we're just subscribing to the don't get, you know, the don't give a F program? I mean, what is it? People are out there. I feel like maybe manufacturing is starting to get caught up. I know engine shops are still, man, trying to catch up, trying to get things built. But the bracket racing, I mean, people are traveling. Look at all those racers that crossed the Mississippi headed out there to the flings. I, I mean, these dirt tracks, I, I mean, midget races, sprints. I mean, we got the World of Outlaws coming here uh, to Hobstadt. I, I mean, the car counts are through the roof. And I just think it's flat ass amazing. And I really would like to know how we ride this roller coaster. I, I mean, Man, I don't want to overanalyze it, but you can't just sit back and go, well, well, what did we do? Because I want to continue to bake this same type quality cake for years to come. I mean, you know, I just turned 50. Give me a break. I want to stick around for a little while. All right. If you think you've got an idea what's going on and what's kicking this all off, please. Let me know what your what your perspective is. It's been very in interesting to me to look at the car counts across the country and people are doing it. And it's awesome. I love it. I love it. It's awesome for us as people in the sport. It's awesome for our fans. It's awesome for those that are getting ready to get in the sport, whether they're starting at the local level and junior dragsters and moving up through wherever they may be. I think it is awesome. So let's keep that going. All right, Easter weekend, NASCAR, NASCAR on dirt. I really wish, I know y'all were hanging on there for a dramatic pause. You thought you had a technical difficulty. Because I'm, I'm really, you know, kind of torn on the, I don't know which side of the fence I want to be on when it comes to NASCAR on dirt. I mean, because it wasn't too long ago 
that Eldora ran trucks, right? And it was on dirt. And I think it was on like a Wednesday or Tuesday night or Thursday night. And I remember sitting on the couch and wanting to watch that, right? There was something about that, like, and that I wanted to watch. Trucks on dirt. So NASCAR goes and they move and we go to Bristol. And, you know, the the first time, weather, too sunny, too hot. It was a dirt bowl, right? Dust bowl. Just couldn't, I mean, you fans had goggles all in there. They're wearing goggles inside, the, you know, sitting down low at Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, the next year, I think we were what? We had uh, rain and more rain. And I think it rained again. Uh, and I don't think that was a really good year. I don't know. This year, I'd be interested to see what the attendance actual numbers were. Because I did watch the race. I, I, I did watch the race uh, Sunday night and watched all of it. And it was it, it was a very entertaining show, right? Entertainment-wise, risk-wise, the the skill of all the guys that were driving very, very good. Right. I mean, I think I saw Michael Madow do two three sixties in the mid one in the straightaway and one in the corner and never hit anybody. I mean, he was wheeling. Um, I just, um, you know, there was a couple run-ins Kyle Larson <laughs> priest. I like that. That was good. Um, but I'm just wondering if it was uh, if, if the novelty of NASCAR on dirt has ran its course. I just, I, I mean, I just wonder. I wonder how many actual NASCAR fans enjoy the NASCAR Cup guys being on dirt or. Would they much rather just have the trucks go back to Eldora? I, I, I don't know. I am so torn. I think it has an entertainment value because I love seeing companies like Tide and Gain, oh, you know, laundry detergent, soaps, you know, Irish Spring. What I mean, because I mean, it goes right. You're dirty. <laughs> You're at a dirt track um, to see them involved. Right. I think that's awesome. Um, but at the end of the day, I just wonder if it's a novelty. Um, I thought it was interesting. I heard, um, which we didn't hear during the television portion, uh, but when I was listening to some of the audio and reading some Twitter stuff, like, you know, when you go to most races, they announce that next year's ticket sales right now, lock your seat in, save 10 bucks, whatever, you know, payment plans. There was no announcement of next year's race and advanced ticket sales. So curious, very curious about that. Um, I think to go along with that is that this week, um, so, you know, go back, Dale Jr. Download, Dirty Mo Media, uh, Dale's sister, Kelly Earnhardt Miller, still doing these business of motorsports interviews this week. 
She had another good one. Marcus Smith, Bruton's son, uh, was on. It was like an hour and 45-minute long interview, and there was some really, really good tidbits of information that went on during the interview. Just insight, right? Perspectives, uh, philosophy on business, marketing, how he approaches uh, and his team from a impact at, for the fan experience, the racer experience, the business side. I, do yourself a favor. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Go listen. There was some awesome sound bites in there. Uh, Kelly really does a good job on the business side of motorsports. It's really interesting to hear her perspective. Uh, Marcus Smith, I've been a big fan. I mean, I'm a North Carolina kid. How can you not be a fan of Bruton and Marcus Smith, you know, in, in his late father, what Bruton did, right? I mean, who would have thought to build a four-wide drag strip? We got two of them now. Now, I'll, I'll circle back. Can we consider the four-wide portion of NHRA drag racing like we consider NASCAR on dirt. Is it a novelty? Does it appeal? So like, I, I say that, right? And I know right now people are yelling. Are you kidding me? That's where NASCAR got it started. It was on dirt. Okay. Not wrong. Okay. Not wrong. A lot of our great drivers right now today in this sport of NASCAR came up through dirt. But didn't we evolve? Okay. So, I mean, yes, no. Drag racing, we didn't start for a while. Okay. Are we trying to make that a thing? I mean, when are we going to have a four-wide bracket race? Can we try that? Dial in, let go on your on your ball, and we'll see who get everybody gets to the finish line. I mean, okay, that would be interesting. Be a freaking headache, but it'd be interesting. And I know right now somebody out there is going, O'Neill has lost his rocker. Well, guess what, guys. It's the first episode for Racers and Rental Cars doing YouTube podcasting as I'm down here and I am in a rocker, you know, 50 years old. I got a little rocker. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I know we're in the entertainment business and we talk about it all the time. And promoters are always coming up with ideas, uh, contests, promotions to, to bring sponsors in and to give back and to make recognition. I mean, Peter Biondo's got a great one with Kyle Seifel. He's got a coin. I'm a military guy. Challenge coins are a big thing in the military from high-ranking officers, senior NCOs. We like that, right? It's a token of appreciation. It's gratitude. You got coined. Three-star, four-star gave you a coin. You know, United States Army Sergeant Major gave you a coin. Those things matter, right? They're, they're, their token of appreciation, not necessarily a novelty. 
I don't know. I, I'm very I'm very curious about where the NASCAR on dirt goes. That's it's something I've thought about since Sunday, and I just don't know. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, yeah, okay. But at the end of the day, if you know, one, it's on Easter. I don't know, Fox. I, I know that's a TV thing, NASCAR thing, and Bristol thing. I, I don't know. I think Easter is always for the masters. Maybe that makes me old school, right? Evolving. Um, but the attendance looked down. I just don't, I, you know, I just don't know that that's the right thing. I still think that to make the dirt mean something, it's gotta be at an actual dirt track. And that's, you know, I mean, hello to Tony Stewart. <laughs> I mean, God love him, man. I really, really wish that we would get uh, NASCAR back to Eldora. I mean, that's where it belongs. It really does. Um, I don't think it, you know, needs to be anywhere else except El Eldora. Well, let me know what you guys think. Let me know. Is, is NHRA four wide uh, equivalent to NASCAR on dirt when it comes to novelty races? Maybe it just doesn't be long in the points chases right maybe that's you know maybe that's what it is i mean i look at the i look at the clash in the coliseum that's a novelty they built a racetrack inside the coliseum that's a novelty sorry i think it is i, I you know call me you know, send me an email tell me i'm narrow-minded about that i'd listen I, I mean, I'd listen. It's a great market, right? Oh, we're doing the Chicago street race. I'm not, NHRA is going back to Chicago, right? To Joliet. I am sorry. Motorsports events have to pull in in major markets. I will never, ever, ever sway on that. I will not because major markets have population, which are customer buying bases, which have marketing companies, advertising companies, PR companies, television networks, radio, this, that's where we dive back off in and start making the needle move for companies to stay involved in our segment of sports. It's just the way it is. Why? I mean, why do we have major league sports and major markets and minor league sports and in middle to secondary markets? It's a given. It's based on the population. It's based on what's around there. It's just a given. It really is. Uh, and um, I'm kind of stuck on that. And, and I will tell you this, it came out and, and it made my wheels spin and made me smile to hear them during the Business of Motorsports podcast this week with Kelly and Mike Davis and, and, and Marcus Smith. They, they, they talked about what race car drivers used to do right they used to go in on wednesdays and thursdays and go to dealerships and make appearances and sign autographs for a couple hours right and had a show car on display and it brought people out uh they had hot dogs and it, but it was how the drivers got their get around town cars during those races and i remember back in my fort bragg days which we're not going to talk about the whole name change thing in the military. I do appreciate those of you that 
wanted my opinion on that. I will refrain uh, from telling everybody publicly. I think it's stupid. Uh, but back in my Fort Bragg days, I had a, had a Chevrolet dealership there. And I'd bring my race car out. I will beat up Dragster out to, the, out to the events and be there on a Wednesday or Thursday. Sometimes it was their customer appreciation or employee appreciation day. And the car would go out there and set up, put kids in it, let them climb in and out, take pictures. I remember those days. And it was a draw. And now here we are. We're all trying to, you know, battle our time and things of this nature, but we're, but we, we've got to suck in new eyeballs. We got to figure out how to drum up new fans and with social media changing and so forth. I wonder, are we going to get back? Can we turn the clock back? Can we do that? Can we go turn it back just a little bit? Can we work a little harder on some guerrilla marketing? Some activation skills to get people to be out and around in society in the community pushing 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 products companies the sport the motor sport that you're competing in can we do that i would like to do that i think that would be awesome just me i think it would be great let me know what you think send me send me a line let me know. I I, I just that that's uh just something to, to go on. All right, let's get back in. I do want to talk to and make mention of the masters, right? Of the masters. I talked about the fact with live golf, right? And so it was a great masters. There was some awesome. Just straight up awesome storylines during the Masters, okay? I, and those storylines, man, ESPN, CBS, you guys did a great job on pushing them and, and getting them and making them part of the tournament. It was just awesome to sit back. I was on the edge of my seat. This kid, Bennett. From Madisonville, Texas, 23-year-old amateur, and he played in the final group on Saturday. John Rahm, Bruce Kepka, two of the best in the world of golf. And this kid, Bennett, 23 years old, he damn near was a third of the size of Bruce Kepka and John Rahm. I mean, this guy, this kid was small. His golf bag looked like it was bigger than him. That's all. I mean, hey, Sam, I'm not, I mean, I'm just, I'm not dogging on you. Great story. Kids got this note tattooed on his arm from his dad who died in the font, scribbled spaces. I mean, exactly. And it's in his arm. Great story. 23 years old and it says never wait or don't or 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 don't wait to start it, i mean if you saw it once you saw it 10 times it was an awesome story great storyline that kid will be somebody write it down okay but here's tell you somebody who uh 
I wish would have like finished. And that was Bruce Kepka because I mean, Hey, there was a lot of people who lost money on Bruce Kepka this weekend betting. And there were some that made money. I mean, he led from the start all the way through and Sunday the wheels came off the bus and John Rom Spaniard I think third third Spaniard to ever win the Masters I think I might be off on that by one he cracked him John Rom came in there Sunday finished the day's previous round and he just gas pedaled down I mean gas pedaled and what did everybody say oh well, Kepka doesn't play 72-hole golf anymore. He ran out of steam. I don't know about that. I, You know, if you noticed, there was something in one of the interviews that made me think about racing. And I think that was what really drew me in afterwards about the Masters. Bruce Kepka was talking about Canelay, guy playing ahead of them. And I guess, and I didn't know this until afterwards, and it came out on social media, um, but a couple of the golf reporters had posted, he is the tour's slowest lane golfer. And Bruce Kepkin made a comment about the pace. And I thought, initially, I thought, what the F is he talking about? And then it came out and more clips came out and the time came out. And it was being shared. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. We have ourselves a little motorsports situation here. Because racers have a pattern or a rhythm in which they do a burnout or they sway back and forth, swerving, cleaning their tires up. They've got a rhythm, right? Uh, how they get in the car how they strap in, whether they stage first, whether they stage last, all of these things that go on right in the world of motorsports, all of these difference, but then it all comes back into it being a mental game. And I thought that was very interesting to me that he said that in his interview about it being a challenge. And I think it goes back to what we all say about if you're a race car driver, right? Get the job done. You're getting paid to do one job. Get it done. Do your job. And Bruce Kepka did not do that on Sunday. But John Rom, damn Skippy did his job. Damn Skippy. And let's not leave the other two old people out. Actually, three old people. Phil Mickelson, great job, dude. Gas pedaled on Sunday to the top. Tiger Woods, buddy. I felt so sorry for you. There was one clip of him on is that Saturday. Yes, Saturday. He was limping down the fairway. And I mean, it was like he was dragging his leg behind him. Felt so bad for him. Because he made that consecutive cut 23. I know a lot of people is like, oh, Justin Thomas helped him out. Dude, are you for real? 
So, I mean, do we have conspiracy theory about every dang thing? I mean, everything. Everything. Do we? I think so. I think everybody has to have a conspiracy theory about everything. And I just don't think that's right. I don't think it's right. It's my show. I can say what I want. I got the microphone. So they say. So they say. And the camera. I know it's moving around, guys. I'm trying to figure out lighting. Working on it. Hang in there. Told you. Ground floor. You got to see where you started from so you know where you're going. Started right here. Ground floor. Racer to Rental Cars podcast on YouTube. Was it not cool to see Fred Couples, the last person that had an active streak, and Tiger Woods hug it out? And Fred Couples was pretty dang good throughout the tournament. I thought that was really interesting to see some of these older guys out there just swinging away, grinding away, and competing with the with the guys. It's kind of like that, you know, Peter had that young guns versus the veterans type deal uh, in, in racing. I think it's really cool. And, I, you know, again, I'm, I, I play golf for that mental aspect. I went last night, swung the golf clubs. First time in a long time. And, buddy, let me tell you, it showed, right? It really showed. One guy asked me how long I'd been playing. I told him a day. He started laughing. I said, no, this guy just doesn't know, does he? Doesn't know. Just doesn't know. I, I don't know. It was like the first time I'd ever sat in a car to do a burnout. I, I mean, I'm telling you, I was hitting golf balls all over the place. They asked me to move. One guy came over and he's like, dude, it was like 10 cup. He goes, hey, man, some of us are worried about you down here. I was like, yep, I, I'd be worried too if I were you. Just saying. But no, it was a great time, right? Masters, lots. Lots to do there, lots to watch, lots to take in. I look at it, the Masters and the Kentucky Derby, the way the marketing and the prestige of it, just like no other. As a marketing person, as a branding person with sponsors and companies, products, I thought it was awesome. I took it in. I, I know people go, man, you should have been doing something on a race car or doing this or doing that. Guess what? I don't disagree with you, but at the same point, I'm a marketing and PR guy, and I want to see what other people are doing. And that's how you get better at things. Sometimes you just got to sit back, take a few minutes to yourself, realize it's a little personal and it's a little professional. Take a deep breath. Watch away. That being said, all right, social media. Woohoo. Going to get a quick rant in. We're also going to, I'm also going to finish up with a thought that I got from another podcast. And I want to give credit where credit is due because it's something that I had a conversation with another PR person about. And that person said that I was kind of a knucklehead and that I really shouldn't think that far into it, but it was awesome for somebody that I respect that brought it out on a podcast about our sport. And we're going to talk about that right after my rant. My rant is a positive rant today, and it goes out, shout out, Jennifer Garner. I got to listen to a little bit of an interview from her the other day while I was on the treadmill, and Jennifer, I did not know this, but she told me, told all of us that were listening, obviously, her kids are not allowed to have social media. 
And I was like, huh? So she has a deal where they have to figure out how to convince her why they should have social media. And I went, huh, that's interesting. Hmm. Let's ponder this for just a quick moment. Why? Let's say age 10. Why does a 10-year-old, 15-year-old, 18-year-old? Why? I'm trying to figure out, as I sit here at age 50, thinking back to being in college or high school or junior high and thinking of some reason why I need social media. And I guess the reason why it resonates this, this little interview piece and this rant, if you will, resonated so much was because it wasn't long ago, a few weeks back, uh, my phone broke. And so I went, uh, four days, three days, five days. I don't remember. Um, without social media, without a phone for the most part, I still had my Mac. I could still text, but I had to be here at the house. So if I left the house one, I had to know where that F I was going. Cause there's no GPS. Uh, I'm lying. I had a GPS in my truck. Um, but no, like there's no taking pictures and posting it to Snapchat or, uh, taking photos for later to make Instagram reels or whatever. Like I legitimately was disconnected. And unless I showed up where you were and I was coming to see you and you knew I was coming to see you, it was going to be a complete and utter surprise to guess what? Both of us. And I remember telling a, a very good friend. This is pretty cool. Like, I joke, I only have two brain cells. I think when social media is around, only one of them's really active. And I had both my brain cells back. Hmm. I'm very, I'm very intrigued of what, if you're out there and you've got kids, or you're out there and you know what? You don't have social media but you consume podcasting through YouTube while you're at home. Um, you're not on Facebook. You're not on Instagram. You're not on Snapchat. You're not on TikTok. Uh, you know, and I don't know. Don't tell me you're not on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is it can totally just be a desktop, you know, your laptop deal in your office type situation. Um, I'm very curious. It struck a chord with me, especially with everything that's going on with meta and algorithms and things of that nature. I'm wondering if maybe, just maybe, we might see a turn in social media. Possible? I mean, do you need it for your humor? Do you need Facebook to 
give you your humor or quotes or your motivation for the day? I mean, I got Alexa every morning when I wake up, courtesy of a good friend. I got told, I, I say, good morning, Alexa. And she goes, good morning, Don. Here is your motivation for the day. Little does she know me getting the F up out of the bed was motivating. Are you kidding me? I'm 50 now. I don't know, guys. That's the rant piece of it. I want to leave you with that to kind of stir on. But here's here's my shout out of respect. Kevin McKenna, Brian Loans, Tony Pendergon, NHRA Insider Podcast this week talked about people that want NHRA to have a Netflix show. And he made a comment about whether or not our sport could handle that. And I guess there was some behind the scenes or, or, or so forth that there was a comment made and one of the professional teams, I guess, like sent a message that they were un, unhappy about the comment that was made. And when Kevin said that, Kevin and Tony and Brian, like they're not wrong. Right. Brian referred to hard knocks. I think if you're a football person and even if you're not a football football person, I think watching hard knocks, right. Is a, is a good thing. Like it expands. Right. I don't, I'm, I'm going to tell you that I'm on the corner of NHRA is not ready for a Netflix show. Okay. Uh, the, the, the transparency of the way F1 is and those conversations when you watch those episodes and the things that are said, I mean, that's, I mean, that's legit. Like that's some thick skin, most growers over there. I, I, I don't think that we are. I think we're, I, I, I think people are very sensitive. I think they are. I mean, I, I don't, um, yeah. I mean, I look at NASCAR now. I mean, we we're finding people because they speak their mind and tell you that five days or three days after they a race, they wreck somebody intentionally and we got to go find them. You know, I mean, I, I don't, uh, I don't think we're there. I don't think we're, I, I just don't, I wish we were, but I don't think people would be, um, as forthcoming. I don't think they'd be forward. No, I don't like you. I mean, I don't like you as a racer. I mean, not like, like I don't like you. you. You know, I know you stole my sponsor. Don't act like you didn't. Yeah, I don't think those comments come out. I don't think they do that. Because nobody wants to be that guy. Now, nah, you know what? I, I mean, I got the bumper sticker. You're going to see it this year. Don't know when it's going to show up. But the grumpy old guy driving the race car. I mean, that's going to be me. I might see it. <laughs> but nonetheless. Guys, let me know what you think. Send me the comments. Post them down here, up there. You'll have to figure out how all of this YouTube stuff works. And again, I know it's the first one, and I love it. Because you have to know where you started at to see where you go. And the only way you do that is you got to start at the bottom, work your way up. If I'd have popped in here for the first episode with some amazing background and all these things everywhere, you guys would be like, this mother scrubber right here, who paid for all that crap? He ain't put no work into it. 
Well, you're going to see it. You're liable to tune in next week and half that wall be a different color. I'll give you something to talk about. It's real life right here. Getting over it one day at a time, getting around it one day at a time, and I'm climbing it one day at a time. Do yourself a favor. Check it out. Talk to somebody. Tell your friends that you need them, that you love them. Let them know. And folks, this is it. 2023 Racers Rental Cars Podcast, episode one on YouTube. See you next week. 